All right, all right, all right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Dallas Geek. I'm Brad. That's Mike. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Mike, how you doing? Uh, I'm good, Brad. I'm good, you know, just living the dream, I guess, is, you know, what we're going to talk about in this pandemic-riddled society that we live in. I mean, in fairness, we did kind of think that life was already enough of a horror movie that it felt totally appropriate to jump straight into a classic horror movie anniversary first thing of February. So, would you really? There's that. I guess would you really categorize this film as horror? Horror thriller. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'd say this definitely qualifies as solid horror thriller. Um, I think that's fair. I mean, you got the death, you got the blood and gore, you have, well, you know, all the fun things. Is that what we're, is that, is, is that the fun things? Okay. Yeah. You know. And of course, there is always the line. It puts the lotion on its skin, or it gets the hose again. <laughs> That's not fair, because I can't... I can't... Uh-huh, uh-huh. I can't finish that quote, which isn't fair. <laughs> well, in fairness, I can't even uh, do the quote I really wanted to do with the dance, because, you know... We, we gotta stay at least PG thirteen. You could you, you could do that. You could do the Family Guy version. <laughs> Would you do me? I'd do me. Uh, I'd do me so. Anyway, hard. if you guys can't figure it out already, we are talking about the amazing, the groundbreaking, the Silence of the Lambs, which we do have to say the. Even though everybody just calls it Silence of the Lambs, because, I mean, the the is there. Even if we all prefer to forget it, you know? Eh, eh. <laughs> but, yeah. anyway, before we jump too deep into this, uh, the necessary shilling. So, guys, if this is your first time joining us, thank you so much for that. Um... Please do not forget, if you have not already, to oh, uh, well, I guess you good? I, minor technical difficulty, but we got this. Okay, here we go. Did Don't we? forget to like and follow us over on Facebook. To like and subscribe over on YouTube. And if you want to check out more of our content but do not have time for the videos, you can always get the audio of all of our interviews and live shows and now special audio exclusives over on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, and which one did I forget? Spotify. No. Because, you know, we are all the places 
all the time just for you. So, Brad, really quick. Um, so I Googled the character of Buffalo Bill. Did you not realize who he was? No, 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 no. And I clicked on the Wikipedia entry for him. What do you think the picture is that they have for his Wikipedia entry? Oh, it's got to be the dance. Yep. <laughs> is, is it robe fully open? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was like, I wonder. Let me see something. Oh, holy shit. Yep. <laughs> they did. <laughs> that's, that's, on, that's on Wikipedia that literally anybody can access. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Internet. Um, right. <laughs> and we're just going to go ahead and address the fact that apparently we're having some very odd technical difficulties over on YouTube right now. Apparently, Shocker. Mike, they are just seeing your forehead. <laughs> My forehead? Apparently. I cannot tell you why, but it, it's Who's a Who's watching on YouTube? Apparently. Um, we had somebody like two seconds ago, but <laughs> apparently your forehead's at, not bringing in the views. Mike, you're well, failing who was, us. Who, who left the comment? <laughs> oh, nobody. I just happened to look down. <laughs> oh. Uh, whatever. My forehead looks pretty, damn it. <laughs> just keep looking forward. You know, you, you can see the eyes, so, you know, just, just make that eye contact. So so I should so should I just so should I just do the rest of the video like this then? No no you you need to do the um uh what was it uh, what do they call it the um uh was it the Kubrick or the the Orwell uh villain look whatever the TikTok uh, challenge was called right now where you do the down look and look straight for the uh, I mean I don't look. I, I don't have a TikTok, so I wouldn't know because I don't let Chinese malware on my computer, on my phone. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sure. We'll go with that. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Papa Trump tried to warn us. He tried to warn everybody. Uh, but with that, uh, let's go ahead and dive into it. The Silence of the Lambs. We are now at the 30th anniversary. And, kind of oh my gosh. Yeah, like 30 years, that's... Uh, we're getting old. <laughs> yeah. I do have to say, going back and re-watching it and some of the early reviews for it, I think... The back and forth between Siskel and Ebert arguing over this movie may be one of my favorite things. Um, <laughs> just see, hearing the two of them just go at each other's throats about whether this movie was brilliant or a piece of garbage and uh, overly exploitive, I, I, I that's amazing. <sighs> It's interesting, I guess. So I'm assuming, did one of them only take that stance, or did both of them take that stance that it was an exploited? Oh no, no, garbage? it was. Um, Siskel took the opinion that this was garbage, that it was just exploitive, uh, did not really feel very suspenseful, uh, was just uh, 
trying to cash in on uh, the pain of women. And Ebert said that it was a fun, terrifying movie that uh, he enjoyed and thought it was uh, going to be a bit underrated. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So it was exploiting. It was it was exploiting and cashing in on the pain of women with a female protagonist. I mean, 1991. Yes. I mean, I do have to say the brilliance that they had creating the character of Buffalo Bill uh, as an amalgamation of three real-life serial killers was actually a, a very smart thing for them to do. It, it was... Well, so I liked it. And looking back, it, it does... Like, I can see the similarities in, in that creepy factor because of what I know of real life. Well, remember, the the movie's based off the book, which, if, if I remember right, the book came out pretty quick to the movie's release, right? Like, the book had only been out for a couple years before it was adapted into a movie? Like, I don't feel like it was a long time... Between the book being to published is... and... I want to say it was like maybe the mid-80s? The uh, book oh, came God, out in 88, the movie was 91. 91, so that's like... That's a really quick turnaround for an adaptation for a novel. Like, novel Especially gets released three then. years later. Yeah. Like, that's... that. I almost want to say, like, you're probably working on a screenplay adaptation while you're writing the book. Yeah. Like, that's a really quick turnaround for, which is actually kind of unheard of, now that I think yeah. about it. But that's a, that's a three-year turnaround from novel to film. Um, but yeah, like, I think there's, there's so much that gets lost in comparison to what Anthony Hopkins brought to the table, right? Yeah. Like, Buffalo Bill is a seriously effed up character and that's an amazing amazing job that was yeah. done in that film um like even jody I mean, foster I think, was really good like ted Levine I, was really i like, think the best everybody was well i think the best comparison i've heard about the two characters was anthony hopkins hannibal showed that monsters can be human and it was Buffalo Bill's character that showed that humans can be truly monsters. Be monsters. Yeah. Yeah, like, and it's, it's, and like, it's such an interesting, like, study of the human psyche and everything, too. And like, yeah. just the fact that, like, oh, <laughs> we've got to catch this serial killer. Let me, let me, uh, let me reach out to another serial killer to help me out here. And like, just yeah. kind of, like, like, Hannibal Lecter walking her through the mind of a serial killer and how they, and like the science behind it. Like you think that it's just, he's a really demented, disturbed person that doesn't have everything. But then you're like, no, like he's as absolutely horrifying as it is, is like he is thinking shit through step by step mm -hmm. by step, which is even more horrifying. Oh yeah. When you I actually mean, think about it. Looking this back, is a guy that's. Well, uh, looking back, movies didn't really have this kind of dynamic. You know, no. it, it was a much more 
traditional, uh, if the cops are going after the bad guy, the cops are consulting with the cops, and, you know, maybe a, a, an informant here and there, but, it, you know, it was very, uh, what you would expect in the, uh, the, the thriller aspect would come in the dynamics between the hero and villain, but when you're comparing to reality, and the fact that the FBI really did put together the serial, uh, serial killer profiles by interviewing serial killers exactly like this, yep. uh, it, it had a very... This was almost uh, ahead of its time in what the public was willing to accept uh, as, you know, a, a, a true concept as far as they were concerned. Yeah, like, and like, and you look at it nowadays, right? Because you have shows like Criminal Mind and like stuff like that where it's like they have entire teams at like the FBI and that kind of stuff that profile, you know, the more kind of disturbing and outrageous cases and everything like that. Like, that kind of stuff was thought to be unheard of back in the day. Like, even more so to a point where, like, I don't know when the FBI actually put together, like, pro like a profiler or, like, teams 70s. to actually specifically go after. Yeah. So, I mean, the you're only, you're only what about it? The in the 70s, uh, and it, it was initially a two-guy team that built into, you know, mm -hmm. a full department. Right. But, I mean, like, you're only... You're only, like, what, basically a decade removed from that being created when this book is written? Yeah. So, like, this is yeah, still, no, when like, the book this is still written, very still much... pretty new science. Exactly. Yeah. No, actually, uh, Netflix has a really good show uh, that they've done two seasons of uh, that really shows that early process. Uh, I mean, they take liberties uh, for, you know, obvious reasons, but uh, Mindhunters. Uh, really good. Um, Jonathan Groff and I'm forgetting what the other lead's name is, but uh, they 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 do a really good job at showing you that. And if you've seen The Silence of the Lambs and you watch that, you will see so many similarities in between the show and the dynamics you get between Clarice and Hannibal. Uh, that it it really does make it extra creepy for you watching it back after the fact. Right. Like, and like, and that's, that's, you know, this was also at a time and I mean, I guess almost also at a time, but like th this was the nineties, right? This is, we are just coming out of the Reagan eighties and like, there's, there's so much, you know, about the war on crime and all of this fun stuff. And, you know, the MPAA and the ESRB are being started up around this time. So in terms of like, excuse me, sorry. In terms of like the kind of content that you're actually seeing, like this was pretty graphic even for that in terms of like actually diving into like the horrors of the mind and the horrors of what the mind can kind of create, if that makes sense. Like not from a, not from a, supernatural or a spiritual or any but like just how demented the human mind can be yeah no it really goes in and i mean you do have a, a point there uh that it is really easy to forget about how truly creepy and amazingly well done the buffalo bill scenes were 
when you can get so easily caught up in the Hannibal Clarice uh, scenes. Mm-hmm. They're so... I, I don't really want to say catchy, but it, it feels like one of the more appropriate ways to describe it. Um, it, it just it's, yeah. that, it's those scenes in the movie that just grab you and hold on to you because it's just so freaky. Well, like, and so it's also a really interesting study in that, like, Buffalo Bill is very demented, right? Like, he's sick, twisted, does awful, horrible things to people. But he's still in a technically a clear state of mind doing what he's doing. Yeah. And what's even more horrifying is the fact that who's the person that they're going to help for or help from, I guess, would be. Who are they going to yeah. for help? There we go. Uh, if I can, if I, I, I can English, I Jesus. Um, it is another person that is of sound mind and totally coherent, knows what he's doing, but is arguably even even sicker person than Buffalo Bill. Yeah, and he just covers it up very well with the fact that he actually has manners, and most of his uh, more dramatic outbursts are focused yeah. on the people he considers to be rude and uh, uncultured. And, right. I mean... So he eats them. Eats them, or, in the case of the guy in the cell next to him, convinces him to swallow his own tongue. Yeah. For which I'm, I, reasons I can't really disagree with. Well. That's but fair. yeah, that's fair. No, it, but like if I, I, mean, I still it, think it, it like, is really weird that before Anthony Hopkins had been uh, pegged to do the role of uh, Hannibal Lecter, the original first choice was Sean Connery. Yeah, that would have been Sean Connery and Michelle Pfeiffer, like. That feels like it would have been such a miss of a movie uh, using those two, or really anybody other than Anthony Hopkins and, um, oh, crap. Jodie Foster. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, what's the line? What's the, I, I ate his liver with a nice Chianti. That's the line, right? Yeah, it's, um... Uh, a census, a census worker once tested me, so I ate his liver with fava beans and a nice Chianti, which, you know, we we can squabble all day over the mispronunciation of Chianti, but whatever. Right, but I'm just I, I I'm just more so than anything like like picture that line with a heavy 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 Scottish accent. Yeah. <laughs> Now I kind of want to hear it. <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, Cinema Flicks actually did their uh, little thing on Silence of the Lambs a uh, while back. Um, you know, the uh, nine things you didn't know about the Silence of the Lambs. And when uh, they got to that part of uh, the behind the scenes, their, uh, what was it? Their um, thing, uh, their little joke was... Uh, I just fava, or I I just liver with some fava beans and something, <laughs> like literally just uh, something. <laughs> something. Yeah. 
Because, I mean... Can't you talk with your gun on your uh, mouth? Honestly, can you see... Oh, no, wait, wrong movie. Wrong Sean movie. Connery taking this role seriously? Yeah. <laughs> no, and that's kind of why I wish it would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> now, I could see Sean Connery pulling off Buffalo Bill. That I would pay money to see. It puts the lotion on its skin, or else it gets a hose again. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just gotta use a little backhand. <laughs> hey, sometimes... Well, I'm not gonna say that, because it could... I'm gonna quote something I'm... <laughs> else from that Barbara Walters interview, but uh, probably get taken away out of context. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, Buffalo Bill might not have been too much of a stretch for Sean Connery. Yeah. I mean... Starting to think that maybe the character was that, based on Sean Connery. <laughs> after that leather bikini, uh, I, I feel like Ugh. the dance and the threats and everything would have just kind of fallen in line with him. And the only thing out of the ordinary for Sean Connery to be seen doing would be sewing skin together into clothes. Because, yeah. you know, naturally, I... sure. it's what's not normal of that, about that. Nah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you want to talk about, too, I guess, kind of the, the lasting impact of this movie. Best yeah. director, best actor, best picture, and best actress all in a leading role. And yeah. let's not forget, I don't... This movie is classified as a horror movie. I don't know if I would say it's a horror. I'd say it's more psychological thriller. You can say sure. that psychological thriller falls under the horror umbrella. All that, all that, all that. I, what's the last anything close to a horror movie that won Best Picture at the Academy Awards? It was this. Yeah. And keep in mind, it also won Best Adapted Screenplay. Yep. Oh, thank you. That's right. Yeah. I mean, the writing, the directing, yeah. the acting, all phenomenal. Um, this yeah, was like, a movie I... that all of the best things that could have happened to it just fell into place. And, I mean, it. even as a, a cinema fan, you can go back and look at all of the little Easter mm. eggs that were put in there. The different cameos mm. for the, the creators, the... Uh, other major actors, other people that just wanted to uh, be involved in this because it it was, it was freaking Silence of the Lambs. I mean, George A. Romero was in this movie for crying out loud. <laughs> yeah, like I, like I, I always argue that Scream is responsible for the resurgence and the revival and pretty much the survival of the modern day slasher like i don't know if you have the boom of psychological thrillers in the late 90s early 2000s without this yeah yeah no i think you are very on to that um and like i don't, I don't know necessarily know either. like i don't know if a guy like emily Shyamalan doesn't have a career because of a film like this because I don't know if anybody takes a chance on The Sixth Sense being turned into a film if not for the success that this movie had less than a decade before. Well, and the other thing you have to remember is 
so many thrillers and so many horror movies both took pieces of this movie as inspiration for some of their best scenes or some of the what are now considered just normal tropes of both genres. Um, yeah. I, I mean... Excuse me. It, it... It encompassed so many things that while a lot of it had been done before, none of it had quite been done to this level before and this put a whole new twist on so many of the, uh, the the storytelling tropes that they used that just revolutionized how people saw them. Yeah, look, I think I think you're a hundred percent right on that. Like, I think uh, there's probably like I can't even think of all of them off the top of my head, but God, I would say that there's probably at least 50 movies that you could say took influence or inspiration from this film. Like, easily. Well, how many movies or TV shows alone ended up coming after yep. this and took the Clarice Hannibal interview trope as either yeah. a normal thing that they would do or just as, like, the center point of their stories? Yeah, well, I mean, and then, I mean, well, also look at it, it from been done these before, characters but in never general. like this. Yeah, well, like also too, look at it from just the aspect of how many, how many like TV shows or movies have been based on these characters. Yeah. And Hannibal Rising, Hannibal, Silence of the Lambs, um, the Hannibal TV show, uh, Red Dragon. Uh, they're now doing a Clarice TV show, I think, if I remember seeing that right. Dear Lord, I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I thought I saw that. I might be wrong. Keep talking, I'll look it up real quick. Yep, you are correct. Am I? Yeah, look at that. CBS. Yeah, it's almost like I know what I'm talking about. Isn't that weird? Manhunter, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, Red Dragon, the Hannibal TV series, Clarice. Yeah, like, there's... And, I mean, the book did have a series it belonged to. And, mm -hmm. I mean, the books themselves were really well done. I mean, mm -hmm. sometimes it would get a little gimmicky. But... Yeah, Red Dragon, Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal, Hannibal Rising—they're all based off of film, uh, based off of movies. Or, I'm sorry, books. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I think, I, I think this, I, I think there's so much about this movie that can still be considered underrated today, uh, because it's so easy to look over how many things this movie has influenced. And, I mean, just 30 years later, um, it... I mean, we still see TV shows and movies quoting this all over the place. Or, like, just the, the fact that, like, you basically have the archetype now of the Clarice Darling, a Starling, and the, the, the Hannibal Lecter character. Like they're like they're like there are entire TV shows and movies that base this around the like that archetype. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, 
I, I think we've more or less covered everything that we can about this without actually going in and dissecting individual scenes. Um, but yeah, if you haven't seen this movie already, uh, do yourself a favor, go see it. Even if you're not a horror movie fan or you just don't really like uh, th these kind of really creepy psychological thrillers, uh, it's worth seeing at least once just because there are so many levels to it that oh, it, it's, it's just so good. <laughs> um, but seriously, go see it. Uh, this is a movie that is going to continue to last in the great movies uh, of, well, all time, honestly. Yeah, like, this will this will go down as, like, one of the most influential pieces of cinema. And, like, I... I you can look it up real quick. I, is this... Is this... One of the films that's been preserved at the Library of Congress? I feel like it has, yeah. Uh, and the answer is... Yes. Nice. Uh, Good well, job, me. Technically, hey, thanks, it me. is to be preserved. Wait, wait. Checking the date on that. Yes, back in 2011. Oh, yeah. It was yeah. inducted oh, back yeah. in 2011. Yeah. On the 20th anniversary. Yeah, makes sense. But yeah, look, like this is this is easily one of the most influential films of... And it's in the Criterion Collection. Oh, damn. Okay, yeah, so... This is one of those films that if you haven't seen it, you need to go see it. Um, order it, buy it, do whatever the hell you have to do. I mean, it's 2021. You can find it on anything i'm sure um just prepare to be skeeved out and prepare to be very 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 uncomfortable while you're watching it yeah I, yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh but guys with that uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, and just like we said at the beginning of the show, if this is your first time watching, uh, please do not forget to like and follow us over on Facebook, to like and subscribe over on YouTube, and if you want to check out more of our content but don't always have time for the videos, you can catch the audio of our live streams, interviews, and now our audio exclusive shows over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. So I want to I want to give them that uh, parental advisory warning now before they go listen to the audio only. <laughs> yes, so the audio only episodes which come out every Thursday, uh yeah, th those are very much uncensored and uh, yeah, not for children. No, still the same nerdy stuff, a... just a lot more cursing, a lot. Uh, and Brad, <laughs> um, bef before before you do your normal sign off, can we uh, can we talk about something that we may have be have coming up soon? Do you want to do you want to talk about that now? Which and wait? something? 
Is it the thing coming up uh, in a couple Something weeks, that'll be happening here. Or... I'm sorry? Is it the thing coming up in a couple weeks, or is it the other thing? What other thing are you talking about? You're a special project. Oh, oh, um, no, 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 the other, the, uh, sorry, the, the, the thing in a couple weeks. Okay, yes, uh, so... You know, go, go ahead and start pimping it up now. Might as well, yeah. Uh, so, yes, yeah. Uh, here coming up on February 17th, that is Wednesday the 17th at 5 p.m., we are currently scheduled to be making yet another live appearance over at Madness Games and Comics over in Plano. Um, we're going to be having another sit-down, this time uh, with either one or both of the Chris's that uh, started the store, and it is going to be awesome. So, uh, we'll, we will continue to put out more stuff about it, but... As before, please remember, if you're going to come check us out live, um, mask mandates are still in place because, you know, Texas. Uh, but also, uh, social distancing in the store is required, and please be safe. Uh, don't, no, you'll still be able to see us live online. Uh, we would love to have some of you show up, uh, and of course, you know introduce you to this store if you have not already been to madness before but uh yeah yeah we we, we don't really need uh, people crowding in <laughs> well let, let, let's put it this way if you guys do decide to show up in person we would greatly appreciate it and brad will also give every person that shows up there five dollars and a big open mouth kiss Two of the three things that he just said are complete, <laughs> uh, complete, flat-out lies. I'll let you. Which ones are they? <laughs> uh, but guys, seriously, thank you so much. Um, do not forget to let us know down in the comments if you've seen it, what you thought about it, and what your favorite scene was. Uh, but until next time. And, and and also, also, answer this question. Would you do me? I'd do me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but guys, seriously, thank you so much. Uh, actually, um, actually, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. One more question. One more question in the comments below. <sighs> Who did the dance better? Buffalo Bill? Or Jay? From Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, Clerks 2, Jay and Silent Bob. Correct, correct. Turk, yeah, Clerks 2, Jay and Silent Bob. Yes. Who did the dance better? With that, guys, thank you so much. Uh, as always, <laughs> I'm Brad, that's Mike, we're Dallas Geek, and stay safe, guys. Mm -hmm.